Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Aquarius is a sign of like open relationships mm -hmm. or like exploration, orgies, trying new things, innovation sexually. Pisces is just about like the spiritual act of orgasm wow and they like a lot of pleasure and sensuality mm -hmm. but like orgasm for pisces that's the, like the epitome of the experience for them hi loves welcome back to openly i'm your host jessica spandiari and this is a soul fire production i am so pumped because this topic is really all for me <laughs> um today i have with me danny santos he is a professional astrologer and spiritual life coach um i cannot wait to dive in and i was thinking how juicy my <laughs> kind of sex life and sort of the spirituality and the work that i do already is because, you know, sometimes I have a little bit of a big ego. <laughs> but now I see it. It's on the paper. It's true. It's all true for me. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But welcome to the show, Danny. Thank you so much for having me, Jessica. Yeah, this is going to be great. I, a little quick backstory. I heard you on the twins on Double Team. Shout out to Kemi and Nikki. Hell yeah. Love you, girls. And I was like, I have to have this man on my show. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm so excited to dive in, talk about your birth chart, some sexuality, some mm -hmm. the open relationship astrology, things that we look for in a birth chart. Yeah. Um, like the age of Aquarius. Like mm -hmm. we're moving in a whole new direction and open late is here to bring people forward. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that because it's definitely not so fringe, fringe, fringe the way it yeah. used to be. There are so many people that want to practice open relationships now that I think we are in this sort of flow where it's not like we're the one water drop out there right. on the edge of the ocean. We're kind of starting a nice stream, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm seeing a lot with like this age of Aquarius movement. Obviously, the Aquarius way of being is about open relationships, freedom, mm -hmm. moving into enlightenment. That's one of the key. Yeah. That's the highest octave of Aquarius is enlightenment. Yeah. So the only place to go from there is the following sign Pisces, that's completion. Mm. So between those as the last two signs, like we're really here to expand our perception and what your podcast is about. Like I'm a huge advocate for it. Let's liberate ourselves from whatever chains we've got over us and have fulfilled relationships, move into pleasure, sensuality, beauty. Yes. That's let's. what we're here for. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate that so much. And it does make a lot of sense to me, the whole like moving towards enlightenment. I've been pretty, not, I wouldn't say obsessed, but pretty consumed with sort of spirituality, my relationship with my higher self, yeah. um, you know, states of bliss, which is sort of my you know, imagination of God. Amen. Um, yeah. And Gay like, men. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, since I was young. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we like kind of already bonded over our love of plant medicine yes. and, you know, we've both been working with ayahuasca for years. Oh yeah. Um, and so I think it's, you know, probably natural. Is it natural? I guess, let me ask you. So you're the professional for someone who, you know, 
is an Aquarius sun sign to live this sort of lifestyle. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even just looking at your birth chart, you are an incredibly shamanic human being. This mm. is by no means anywhere near your first lifetime. <laughs> so Aquarius being that sign of enlightenment, typically people live a lot of lives before they get placements in Aquarius. Mm. So in my birth chart, I've got Saturn there. Saturn, when it shows up in a birth chart, it's trying to kick your ass to like okay. force you closer to that sign. Or to teach you a karmic lesson so you can move beyond it. Mm. So in your chart, you've got Saturn in Scorpio right on the south node. Okay, so what does that even mean? Translation. So okay. the south node is the karma you've already done. It's the energy that you've, um, you're good at. Your gifts mm. and talents show up there. But it's also like the thing you can't do anymore and find any more progress. Mm. So Scorpio, trauma, intensity, sexuality. Uh, the tower card in the tarot deck it's when things are completely uprooted or transformed okay so you're familiar with these things mm -hmm. you come in with the full loaded experience and to have saturn on the south node too you've got wisdom around those things so compared to somebody who might normally be familiar with trauma sexuality intensity mm -hmm. you're like the crone archetype you've got so much knowledge around it that you're not even phased yeah so <laughs> that makes so much sense to me like so much sense <laughs> because that's sort of how i feel like, yeah you know um with trauma in my own life and when i'm working with other people i've found that it's been so helpful as yeah. a coach to have that um that way about me where i can feel it i can be empathetic yeah but it's like almost an action for me to step into that. I don't get super sucked into whatever traumatic experiences are happening around me. And sometimes people are like, wow, you can be so detached. Aquarius. I'm, yeah, <laughs> like it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I can still feel, but I have to like actively be there. Um, and I think it makes me really great then in holding space for others to just sort of be a very neutral sort of space for them to heal through their trauma yeah. and things like that. I would agree with that. I mean, you're just such a, like a beautiful soundboard for people to be working with because you don't carry a lot of negative energy on you at all. Mm. I mean, Scorpio on the South node, you're working on releasing that energy yeah. and your North node is Taurus. So mm -hmm. the sign of pleasure, beauty, sensuality, comfort, nature, of course you're in plant medicine. Of course you're certified Reiki master, like mm. all of these things about you just in terms of healing and bringing a relational way of being it's, it's written all over you. Yeah. Wow. So. <laughs> okay. See, it's here. <laughs> yeah. And you're an Aquarius too. Like, so cool. yeah. Um, fun fact, we just had an eclipse on mm -hmm. Sunday evening, kind of early hours of Monday morning, depending on where you live. And it went over your North and South node. Mm -hmm. So this kind of eclipse only happens once every nine years over a person's birth chart. Wow. So you're going through a really transcendental life shift right now. I feel that. <laughs> I really do. I, I was reading a little bit about the eclipse and it was like, this is massively going to affect people who have placements in Aquarius, Leo, Scorpio. Yeah. And, Taurus. and I was like, those are your all whole, my places. Your whole birth chart, yeah. sun in Aquarius, moon in Leo, midheaven in Leo, Mercury in Aquarius, north and south node Scorpio, ascendant Scorpio, Saturn Scorpio, Pluto Scorpio. Like, yeah. This you're it's a rite of passage i'm leaving scorpio behind is uh -huh. what it sounds like in yeah. this 
in this sort of time in my life. Or, or behind is one way to put it. And I, I think I use that language. But another thing is you've mastered Scorpio. Mm. So you get to take all of the, the karmic lessons of that sign with you. But you don't have to go through the painful mm. section of Scorpio anymore, which okay. is to be killed and rebirthed and killed mm. and rebirthed. So in the birth chart, all of the fixed signs represent different aspects of the ego. Okay. So Scorpio's ego death. It's the most painful. Whereas Taurus is comforting the ego. Mm. So your destiny is to bring comfort to yourself, get away from the trauma. But it's in the seventh house, which behaves like Libra, which is like beauty. So you're all here. You're like Mother Nature incarnate, beauty, <laughs> sensuality, relationships, pleasure. That's you. Yeah. So the Aquarius sun, that's dissolving the ego or mm. minimizing the ego. And then the moon in midheaven Leo, that's supporting the ego. It's expanding it. So look, you're incredibly healthy in regards to what you're doing with your ego stuff in this life. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Does I that mean, all make sense? It makes a lot of sense. You're making me feel like I'm blushing over here. I'm like, am I perfect? What? No, hey, girl, we, I know that I've that. got some stuff going on there that I could be working on. You're literally looking for stability in relationships in this mm. lifetime. That's your karma. So I'm actually curious to ask you, how do you feel like being in an open relationship gives room for stability to you? Yeah. What does that, how does that translate? And how does that compare to the past of trauma? That's such a, an interesting comparison because I had pretty traumatic relationships in the past. Um, you know, everything from like infidelity to like massive secrecy and lies and, yeah. and things like that. It was like in a lot of those situations, almost as if I had blinders on with this relationship with my husband was a massive, massive shift, which is really interesting. You said these eclipses happen every nine years. Yeah. That's when my husband and I started <gasps> like dating. And I wonder what? if it was like very much around karmic. that time, very karmic. Yeah. We met 10 years ago, actually in April, but we didn't really um, sort of start our journey together. Yeah. and. I would say we've been, you know, most of my listeners know this, but I've have a lot of new listeners recently. And um, if you're not aware, we've been open for the majority of our relationship in some way. Like we weren't always just open. Maybe we were sort of monogamish and maybe we sort of, you know, messed around here and we liked to do the party scene when we were younger. Yeah. And then it sort of transitioned into like very stable polyamory. Um, and I have pretty stable relationships with both my husband and Lauren, who's my partner. We call each other life partner. Our girlfriend didn't seem to fit. Um, we're not really a triad. We sort of all have individual relationships. Um, they're very much best friends, my, my husband and Lauren. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, they started very romantically. They had a, a deep connection. They had a ton of chemistry. I mean, they have the same birthday. I was just going to say, you told me that. Yeah. So <laughs> our relationship has been very fluid and has transitioned into so much stability. Lauren and I work together. There's not a lot of turmoil as much as we have gone through little bouts of, you know, um, recalibration and bits of heartbreak. Yeah. She and I, I think learning how to love each other as women, because this oh, is yeah. both of our first relationships 
you know, with, with, with another woman. Incredible. Um, Welcome to the queer side. Yeah. It's been so great. I mean, I knew from such a young age oh, that cool. I was You're like, an Aquarius. Okay. Yeah. You got to try everything. Yeah. But I didn't. That's the thing. When I was young, I was very timid. Mm. I was, I had a lot of shame around my sexuality. Scorpio baby. Yeah. Like that's that South node. Yeah. So I, I didn't act on it for such a long time. It wasn't until I had the stability and the comfort and the security of being married mm. you know in this like you know very um cisgender presenting relationship man and woman yeah. that i was like okay now i'm bisexual and he was like <laughs> amazing let's do this hell you know? yeah so that was my big sexual awakening um but it has been rooted in this like stability and she and i have that i mean we all kind of date here and there separately but yeah. We're really only looking for very stable, very healthy external relationships that would kind of fit into the lives that we love. That's like personal development, spirituality. Um, we're about to have kids. So oh it God. has to be very healthy, you know? Thank you. So I guess to answer your question, it's like when we were younger, for sure, we loved to party. But now it's like, let's have a sustainable community people that are deep, deep friendships. Sex is always kind of second for us. Yeah. And I actually find that when it is that way, then the sex is like mind blowing because you're like yeah. rooted in so much like realness and vulnerability and, you know, um, the things that really make a relationship solid so that yeah. you can sort of explore the depths of all the, you know, interesting kinky or sensual things you want to do. It just gives an opportunity for everyone to like it takes the pressure off mm -hmm. so it's interesting that you say you want to have kids mm -hmm. because over between now and august of 2023 is the most advantageous time for some kind of major life event to happen okay so i don't know if you want to have kids that soon we do okay mm -hmm. so that's maybe what this eclipse is about because yeah. nine years ago that eclipse season was probably you and your husband coming together mm -hmm. and this is now expanding the family on yes. a greater level does so like can you see are there like kids you, looking like in there in on this chart like what's, yeah you've got venus and mars both in the fifth house mm -hmm. i would say you could have a son and a daughter so okay. um, that could translate to having fraternal twins. That could translate to having two two kids at, at different time. Mm -hmm. um, or it could be a child who's just really like androgynous or, yeah. you know, kind of a little both. But there's room for a lot of fertility here. Well, it's so interesting. So I, I actually had a hysterectomy when I was in my 20s because okay. um, I went through some cancer. Yeah. And South Node I, Scorpio. Yeah. Like so much trauma. Yeah. Um, and... Like, it's so funny because now I feel so grateful for it. It's taught me so much. And so I can't actually physically get pregnant. We did the whole embryo freeze Whoa. years ago. And we are about to find a surrogate. And we actually, we, we said we were going to put in two embryos. What? So we're going to try to have twins. Shut <laughs> so up. Like Look, I'm just telling you, Venus and Mars are right there. And they, it might be a boy and a girl. Wow. You know, so, and this Venus and Mars placement in your birth chart too is super sexual. Really? Like you've got the sex drive, girl. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I do. It's, it's interesting. I, for a long time, I was really busy in that in kind of in that scorpio intensity yeah. like my life was just constantly back to back and about like nine months ago i got really burned out and i was like what am i doing with my life like we have a beautiful life but i'm not present to enjoy it and i started to eliminate like all things that didn't bring me like the most joy yeah um right around the time that i started this podcast and so i feel like now that i have 
sort of control of my like energy again in my life and I've been really embodied. I've my sexuality, like my sex drive, my libido, yes. everything has come shooting back up. <laughs> yes. um, and I was like, what was I doing for years? This is like <laughs> the most important part of life, right? My vitality. Amen. Um, and so to hear you say that, it's like, hell yeah, I'm super sexual being. <laughs> well, Jupiter yeah. just entered Aries, which is where your Mars and Venus placements are. So the signs of sex, Jupiter's that planet of expansion. Okay. So this is a time where you're supposed to be the most fertile. It's a good time to have a child. It's a good time for sexuality to be blossoming. Mm. So this is going to be like a sexual renaissance happening at this point of your life again. Wow. My husband's going to love this, by the way. <laughs> Anytime I'm like doing something with astrology, he's like, okay, babe. Like he, <laughs> I think he like enjoys pretending not to be a believer, even though he's like, a Pisces though. Yeah, you like, know? There's a little something. In there's there. definitely a little something, but when I tell him this, he's going to be like, yes, I love this man. <laughs> it's he's in the stars. my astrologer too now. <laughs> he's going to be like, can I have a reading? <laughs> um, so we definitely have all of that energy of the fertility coming up. Um, with Saturn moving through Aquarius right now, this has been a time of your life where your ego is like, all right, I have to really solidify part of my identity. Mm. So there's going to be some kind of shift and Saturn is opposing the moon in your birth chart. So the moon represents the relationship to the mother, the mm. archetype of the mother family. So if we have ego and mother stuff with a shift or a maturation process happening, this could be getting, you know, becoming a mother. Yeah. Wow. So it's the time is it's, it's all it's now. Here. It's in your birth chart. The time is now to do it. I'm like, babe, are you listening to this <laughs> down there? <laughs> um I How soon do you guys want to go? Like ASAP. <gasps> so Ooh, we babe, the I chart know. supports it. You're like, we should start defrosting the eggs right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, like yeah. with the eclipse that just happened, like it was right on top of your destiny placement. Wow. I mean, the timing couldn't be more impeccable with this because like, I mean, by the time this episode comes out, we will already have, so we, we chose a surrogacy agency <gasps> here in Los Angeles. Do you know what sign your surrogate is? No. So that's the thing. They're going to be finding us one. Um, they're going to be matching us. Um, and it's so interesting because the, the woman who um, she does sort of like the intended parents intake and she becomes sort of like your advocate and helps yeah. find you a perfect match. I'm like, can she be our surrogate? Because she's she's been one. She's done one surrogacy. <gasps> and I she was like, I would love to be your surrogate. I don't I don't know if she's like looking to be one at the moment, but I just felt like. Have it could actually her? be her. No, but I'm going to now. Ask her. Yeah. I mean, when I look at your chart, I like Aries or Taurus placements. Okay. For your surrogate. Um, I would say maybe not running towards a Scorpio mm -hmm. just because it's the South Node. But honestly, anyone would Aries be. Aries or Taurus. Yeah. No, but like if even if that is a Scorpio, like go for it. Mm -hmm. You know, just it's more about how you feel energetically. Yeah. But if it's a Taurus. <laughs> it would be so great. <laughs> That's destiny. Yeah. You know, because it's the stability. It's the security. Right. Like, you know, and what sign is more sensual than Taurus? It's hard to compete with. Mm. So I know uh, you had one of my best friends, Nadege from yes. Pleasure Science. Her moon sign's Taurus. Mm. So it's all about her business is literally called Pleasure Science. Yeah. So sensuality, beauty, it's the epitome of what you're going for. Shout out to Nadege. Um, if you haven't listened yet, please go check out episode 30, Erotic Wellness. We talk all about um, 
we, we actually go through like really good high quality um, conscious porn into, you know, what's your own erotic wellness practice and how you can like reclaim pleasure in your body. It was such a beautiful episode. Hell so yeah. I just wanted to shout out. I was her listening out. to it on the way over here. Yeah. So fun fact about Nadege. So she's honestly like one of my soulmates in this lifetime. Yeah. Um, and I just introduced her to another one of my friends. I matched them up based on their astrology compatibility and they're getting to know each other. Whoa. And, I love this. And it's going well. <laughs> oh my God. Add matchmaker to your like list of amazing things that you do. So in astrology, you can actually look at two people's birth charts to see how compatible they are. Mm -hmm. And when I first introduced them, I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to like mix that. Just keep them as friends. Mm -hmm. But then out of curiosity, I was like, let's just take a peek at the relationship compatibility. It was one of the best I've yeah. ever seen in my life. And they've been hanging out, getting to know each other. They'll probably start dating soon. Yes, um, I love this. Okay, we're rooting for you. We're rooting for you. Um, but astrology will tell you how compatible two people are whether or not they should be monogamous mm. polyamorous non-monogamy yeah there's specific placements that you look for in a birth chart that'll show you these things okay so let's dive into this because okay. this is really what i would <laughs> love to like hear about yeah. what are those placements and um yeah i mean you hear all the time like you need polarity in relationship but you also need like complementary absolutely things to happen. so can you like walk us through what hell yeah an ideal sort of match looks like yes so um in astrology just in order to have like a really genuine good successful relationship it's recommended to have good moon placements and good jupiter placements okay. because the moon represents what freud would call the id the unconscious response, your instincts, your emotional wellness. So how emotionally fulfilled are you in your relationship? Now, the other side, Jupiter, that's the planet of morals, philosophy, dreams, wishes. What are you trying to get out of life? Mm. So if you have two people that are emotionally fulfilled together and also like dreaming of the same kind of lifestyle, that's number one. Yeah. It's not necessarily about like, do, you, do your sexual rhythms line up all the time? Are you compatible in the terms of how you communicate? It's about how fulfilled do you feel? Mm -hmm. And are you on the same page uh, philosophically? Right. So if we're talking about open relationships now, we throw this planet Uranus in there. So anytime someone has strong Uranus placements, placements in the 11th house or um, Aquarius placements, that's going to make them more open. Okay. So in your birth chart, Uranus aspects the moon. So you need a lot of independence mm -hmm. emotionally. You don't want to be uh, suffocated and you're an Aquarius. Yeah. So maybe you can just explain from your point of view as an Aquarius. What mm -hmm. does that mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, the, the independence thing has been such a strong sort of part of my life. I think even since I was a child, just I like needed to be, I, you know, um, my sovereignty, right? Yeah. And um, I didn't have that in previous relationships, right? Because I was kind of shuffling in that realm. And when I met my husband, he really gave me space. And I can which sense, you loved, which I loved. <laughs> and it made me like heart. it made me like want him more. And then yes. I was like, you know, initially I was like, I don't want to be committed. I just got out of a series of really bad, serious monogamous relationships, long term relationships. Um, but he drew me in by giving me freedom. And it's been like the most beautiful dance because I have this safety and security of, you know, our foundation, our relationship. Yeah. Um, but then I 
live really the way that I want to. Like in our relationship, you know, not without considering him, but I've traveled the world. Um, you know, we would have a lot of time apart, which I really enjoy because yeah. it makes me actually appreciate him mm. and like want to spend time with so him. So Aquarius. Yeah, like I, I could be gone for six weeks. Now it's hard and I miss him, but that gives me the something air. Something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, and something to look forward to, to come home to. Um, yeah, so I mean, I am, we're wildly independent. We have very different interests. You know, my husband is, um, you know, very much like, He's a real estate investor, so he's all business. That's and very Taurus. Yeah. I so mean, he's bringing a lot of that to yeah, you as well. Absolutely. And I love it. And like, I think my my Leo also likes like really nice things because I would like Hell live yeah. in a van. <laughs> I would. I would like travel the world in a van. And he's like, we will have a big home with lots of nice things and we will live a bougie life. You've got Uranus and Sagittarius. So Uranus, let's explain that planet a little bit. Yeah. It's the planet of chaos, unpredictability. It's the trickster archetype. Mm. So Sagittarius is the world traveler. So you living in a van, like just... You have no problem like getting a little rough and rowdy. No, and I love it. Just being a, a nomad. Mm -hmm. But that's going to show up in your relationships as well. Like mm -hmm. you either need somebody who can travel with you and be like, okay, giving you space when you want to go check something out and then come together. Or you need somebody who's okay with you just going. Yeah. Like he loves said, it. There yeah. you go. He's like, I'll be here. Great. <laughs> like, actually, before um, we maybe were even, no, we were married already. Um talking about the idea of kids like five years ago, I said, if we are to have kids, because I was, I was really on the fence. I actually didn't yeah. think it was for me in this lifetime. Um, and then I woke up like a year ago and had extreme baby fever and it hasn't yeah. gone away. Um, <laughs> but I said, I want to travel with you for, for six months, uninterrupted travel. We're traveling the world. We're going to save Whoa. a bunch of money <gasps> and we're just going to take off and do it. And oh my God. we had a huge negotiation, but, um, I, essentially ended up with three months. Like he committed to three months. And so the plan is, um, as we're attempting to get our surrogate pregnant, which will be very soon, oh we're going to take off for three months. <gasps> and so he, like, I, I'm like, there's it's a little brilliant. part of me that's like, is he going to want to kill me? <laughs> but he is so easy, actually. Like he, he's fine kind of sitting at a cafe or he'll, I'm sure he'll work on the road. So yeah. like staying like in our Airbnb or whatever, and I'll go explore. He'll yeah. do a little bit of exploring with me. Um, because actually Aquarius is his, uh, rising sign. <gasps> oh, so he, we it have, works. it works. It works. Like once I get him and he has the bug, then he's like, Oh, this is super fun. Mm. Let's do it. Um, but he's very, he can be, you know, a bit tethered to his lifestyle. What's his moon sign? Um, his moon is in Virgo. <gasps> oh, yeah. he was born on the full moon. Yeah. So that's, that's usually makes somebody a little bit more sexual, a little mm -hmm. bit more wild. It can lead to neuroticism if not properly channeled. That's so my husband. <laughs> but no, he's very sexual and like very like, yeah, he's our, that was the thing that I think drew us to each other. It was like a combustion of yeah. like unleashing a lot of like kink and power dynamics well and, you've got that yeah. venus and mars and aries so you you want to throw down yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and pisces that's my sign so mm -hmm. it's the sign of orgasms really mm -hmm. wait what yeah yeah i didn't Where know this. aquarius is the sign of like open relationships mm -hmm. or like exploration orgies uh trying new things innovation sexually pisces is just about like the spiritual act of orgasm 
Wow. And they like a lot of pleasure and sensuality, mm-hmm. but like orgasm for Pisces, that's like the epitome of the experience for them. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense for all signs, but uh, let me just say I can go quite a few times myself. So <laughs> yeah. I think the most record I had with one partner within a seven hour span was nine times. Oh my God. So, good but, for you. But it's Pisces. Like it's a Pisces quality. Yeah. Well, that's like, that's like Lauren actually. There you, yeah. See, mm-hmm. so, but it's because it's the last sign of the Zodiac. In French, they call orgasm le petit mot, which yes. means the little death. Mm-hmm. So it's the idea that Pisces can just like let it's surrendering yeah. to the experience. Mm. Whereas maybe in Aquarius, it's a little bit harder for you to to surrender that way. You yeah. need mental stimulation. There needs to be like maybe put some music on to help yeah. you relax a little bit. Or... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I cannot actually I just the idea of like having sex or any kind of like sexual act without music is like terrifying. Really? <laughs> well, the Not complete terrifying, silence. Like I need, yeah, I need something. Yeah, yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. a Pisces were like, let me just crawl into your soul. And, yeah, you it's know? so true. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> Put music on and like candles and like talk dirty to me. Like yeah. I need it all. I like a lot of, yeah, stimulation yeah. in that way. I was working with a client who is a Gemini and we were matching her with an Aquarius. And I said, if you want to have good sex with him, you have to have music on because mm-hmm. he'll be in his head the whole time otherwise. Hey, podcast listener, do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. My lovers, my listeners, I want to talk to you about some important things really quick. As you know, I'm in Europe and traveling all around. I'm in different time zones. And it's been really interesting because normally when that happens, I gear up for jet lag and all of those things that comes with it. But it's not happening on this trip. You've probably heard me talk about Cured Nutrition's Zen. I've talked about it on Instagram, and I'm just about to write a blog about it because it's magic. It's the thing that I've been using to help me sleep now for about two months. And I am telling you, I have not slept better in my life. I never had trouble sleeping before, but about two years ago, I became very aware that I was getting older and I couldn't sleep through the night anymore without waking up, usually around three or four in the morning. And I just kind of toss and turn for the rest of the night. But now that I'm using Zen, it's not happening. So I decided to collaborate with this company because I really believe in all of their creations. They have a bunch of other great supplements with mushrooms and adaptogenics and nootropics as well. So there is now a link in my bio and in the show notes so you can get 20% off your order as well. The link will take you directly to Zen. And yeah, I mean, you'll never sleep better. I promise you. It works better than anything I've ever tried. And once you try it, let me know how it's working for you. I've heard so many good things from all of my listeners that have ordered it so far. And I'm just really jazzed about it. And so I love sharing it with all of you. Something else I want to remind you all is about our free downloadable dictionary of relationship terms. Navigating open relationships is not easy. Communicating about your wants, your needs, your desires, your boundaries, when you don't know the difference between being in an open relationship and being polyamorous kind of sucks. 
And all of this stuff is relatively new to our culture, even though people have been living this way for thousands of years. But I won't get into all that. (laughs) So I want to help people live their lives to the fullest and have all the information that they need in order to communicate. Because if you can't ask your partner for what you need and ask for them how to love you the best that they can, then what are we really doing in our relationships anyway? The link to download this free, adorably illustrated resource is in my bio, and I know you're going to love it. So go and get it and let me know what you think. Now let's get back to the episode. Maybe you can go a little bit into like the cerebral aspect of sex and how you almost need to distract yourself so that you can enjoy it. Wow, that's so interesting the way that you kind of shared about your client because that's what will happen to me and I never understood why. Like if there's not a lot of sort of sensory things happening, I will start to go into like what I forgot about and Mm -hmm. I forgot to put the clothes in the dryer and oh my God, I need to make that appointment and shit, I didn't send that email and I will totally slip into like work mode Yeah, um, and I'll, you know, I'll be aware of it and I'll come back to it. And it's so interesting because like when I'm, when I'm having sex with Pasha, you know, it's very different. And he's a man, so I can't I can't be like, oh my god, remind me to do that because I've done I made that mistake. And he's like, are you kidding me right now? Well, Did cause... you just tell me to remind you to text your mom back like while I'm inside of you? And, um, but when I'm with Lauren, I think because we're both women and there's no like you know there's not an erection that's like going to go down if I start yeah. talking about like a mom or something. <laughs> like we can be in bed for hours and sort of get lost and get confused and and work our way around, but they are very similar. Um, and I think probably having the same birthday. Pisces. Um, what day is their birthday? March 17th. Oh, ooh, so they're on the cusp of Aries. Mm-hmm. That's really close to your Venus and Mars placement. And it's on your Lilith placement, which is the, the placement of like naughty, kinky sexuality. Okay. Because you've got Lilith and Pisces right on the cusp of Pisces and Aries. Interesting. So the sex with them is great. It's amazing. Like it's going to be deeply fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You've attracted two partners to yourself. Some people can't even get one girl. So it's kind of wild, right? Gold I have star. like, yeah, the, the most like divine masculine and feminine of like sort of the same astrological makeup. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I wonder if there are other, would it, be possible that their their placements were similar or sort of just maybe their sons it's very possible um honestly whenever someone is born within one sign they typically have planets in the sign before the same sign or the sign after so you'll see people like i'm a pisces i've got venus and aries and my mercury is in pisces mm. so it's very likely that they're going to share some of the same placements yeah and for you you've got placements in uh Aquarius and Aries and then those little asteroid in Pisces so you're going to probably be compatible with both of what they're working with Mm -hmm. so it just makes sense yeah Um, I did want to add a funny tidbit yes because we were talking about like when we're having sex and getting in our own brain Mm -hmm. there's a woman that I've watched on Twitch who she's a streamer and she has Tourette's Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she talks about is when she's hooking up with someone and she's not feeling really in the experience, she'll start ticking. She'll, really? Her Tourette's will and start. And it'll just pop out? It just ruins the guy's <laughs> like like self-esteem while it's happening. So it's just like one of the funniest yeah. things. She's like, this is not good for what's happening She'll start like already. whistling or like making yeah. random noises while it happens. So, you know, she didn't follow the Aquarius rule. Get the music on. Get the music on, girl. <laughs> and it's, it's so true. Like... I 
when I have these other things, it's almost like I'm in it, like I'm in a scene, you know? Um, And I actually see a lot of, like, if I think back to sexual experiences in my life that, like, I want to relive or, you know, fantasize about, I see things like a movie, like, playing out in scenes, and it's all set and setting. Like, there's music, and there's, like, the I can tell the bedsheets are, like, silky and there are candles. And if I want to plan it, for future, like if I'm like, oh, I'm going to plan this super sexy date night, I will always have all of the external things because yeah. then I feel like I'm stepping into this complete set and setting. Yes, that's your North Node, Taurus. Yeah. Because it's, it's mm-hmm. constructing a, a pleasure-based environment. Mm-hmm. So for you, not just the music, but maybe lighting some candles, having some roses out, getting the lighting very specific. You'll probably live for that. This is so interesting because it's making me realize that this is like what I like to do when I create um, retreats and uh, ceremonies. That's your I'm North like Node in Taurus so too. Inv- I'm like there has, has to be, I mean, Jen knows like, you know, like roses and uh, the smells have to be nice and we can't do scented candles because it might, you know, trigger people and yeah. like, there has to be so much candlelight, you know, and I really take a lot of, um, it's it's not even pride, but like, I know the way that I feel differently when I walk into a space that feels that way yeah. and someone can just sort of like unravel in that space and feel really held. Yeah. Um, men and women, you know, so when I do a retreat, I'm like, okay, everything. I get really obsessed with sort of the scene and the, yeah. set and the setting. Well, with Scorpio on the South Node, we also can see the gifts in a person's birth chart come from the South Node. So Scorpio is all about that intensity, that trauma. So you'll be able to hold space for people in that, but you're living the North Node by bringing pleasure and Mm -hmm. comfort and constructing the entire scene. It's going to be a space for people to heal. Yeah. So that's you living destiny right there. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, But I also wanted to dive a little bit deeper into the idea of the open relationships. So in my own birth chart, I have the planet Uranus making a difficult aspect to my Venus uh, to my Venus placement in my birth chart. So what this has done in my life is uh, I'm gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've had an affair with a married mm-hmm. man and he was 28 years older than me. Okay. So it creates a lot of chaos or, mm-hmm. or unpredictability, um, mm-hmm. unconventionality in a person's birth chart. So that's like the more insidious side of it because he was not in an open, open relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other side of it can be for people more on, on the way that you're doing it, where it's just, it creates a curiosity and openness, this Uranus aspect, the Aquarius placements, the 11th house placements, it's going to expand the desire for friendship and love. Mm. So I'm curious to hear from you what it means to be friends before leading into a relationship. Yeah. Um, it's really important. I, I, I have to have like a connection. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean for all of my sexual experiences, but certainly the ones that I want to repeat, like I have to be invested and feel like they are in in my life as well. And um, it's interesting where Lauren and I are, as much as we're partners, we are like best friends first. Yeah. And that is, I think, the aspect of our relationship that's the most important to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think just having that community as well um we've never we haven't really found it when it comes to like polyamory and like open relationships and other couples or things like that that was never our thing um 
but our community that we have as friends who yeah. are, you know, not open or, and, you know, we don't have like relationships with them romantic or sexually. It's like, I'm in love with all of those people. So I think as so a polyamorous <laughs> person, yeah, it's like, I am deeply in love and connected to like many people that, you know, I'll probably never be with romantically. Yeah. And that fuels me and, and fills my like love need. And even like, even on a sensual level too, some of those friends, I think because I have like great boundaries, but I'm also so confident in my sexuality that I can like really go there with people. Um, I used to worry, and this is probably like a little bit of Scorpio, like, sure. oh, are they going to think I'm coming on to them? Or, mm. you know, can I be this vulnerable or this intimate? Um, and I've grown into a place where, yeah, my friendships are probably the most important thing to me. Yeah. And the cool thing is a lot of my friends and community now, since we have been open about or have been out about being open, open about being open <laughs> for a couple of years, for almost three years now, all of our friends are now like interested in exploring polyamory. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, not all of them, but a lot of them are like, okay, yeah, you know what? We've been together for eight years and yeah. like realistically, like I want to watch him like be with another woman or yeah. fall in love again. Right. Cause the idea that you get to do that once in your life and like, that's the goal, like find that. And then you'd never do it again. Right. I mean, if we're going to be here another 70 years, like that's pretty sad. Right. Yeah. So hearing that my deep friendships who I love, like, not that I'm excited cause I want to hook up with them, but to see that for them makes yeah. me so happy. And that, that almost fills all these needs for me that I don't even need it for myself. I just want to watch like these yeah. amazing people have it <laughs> for them. Um, yeah absolutely one of my mentors um who it might be awesome to for you to have her on the show mm. um her name's dr stephanie hunter jones so she's a sexologist okay and she basically works with couples to help them open their relationships oh amazing so that's I her specialty definitely want to have her on the show and she she's been doing it for years um she's the way that she explains it as well for people that are having difficulty opening their relationship think about it this way you love that person so much that you want to give them the opportunity to rediscover parts of themselves mm -hmm. that might have been lost in the process of being with them. Yeah. That you you want to give them the freedom to go explore and have fun and and even discover parts of themselves they might not even know are there. Right. So mm -hmm. I love her philosophy on it. It sounds like I would love it too. It's <laughs> I mean, it's so true. We as we're with people over time too, I think in long-term, you know, monogamous relationships or long-term relationships that are open or poly, it's really all the same. You, you change and evolve and grow. Yeah. Um, and as you change, your partner changes and you're two very different people than when you got together. So it's like, I might have needs now that Pasha maybe used to fill for me, but now doesn't and vice versa. And the cool thing is we can actually go and have someone else in our life that kind of does Fulfills that for us yeah. and not put the pressure on the other person to be all of these things that they can't maybe. Yeah. And maybe they don't want to too, but yeah. a lot of people try to um, because that's sort of the name of the game, I think, in our you know society standards. Yeah. Well, um, so much of it is just how much are you willing to accept things? Because mm -hmm. polyamorous is like you're letting somebody just go mm -hmm. and you don't have, I mean, you can let them go, but that doesn't mean they're gone. 
Right. So yeah, <laughs> I have it in my birth chart that I should probably be in a polyamorous. I was just going to ask you. Okay, so what about you? Have <sighs> you been in one? Have you tried it? Well, being in a relationship with a man who's married to a woman and hiding it—that's kind of a polyamorous mm-hmm. relationship, yeah. isn't it? Um, and I mean, so many people are living that way. I know. Mm-hmm. So if only he and his wife could get to the point where maybe she'd be okay with him being in that more open space. Yeah. But uh, I've dated two Aquariuses mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed the first one, but then he wanted to do long distance, which I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And then the second Aquarius I dated after three months of like seeing him and I was like trying to turn him on, trying to do some blowjobs, trying to do whatever. He wouldn't even make out with me. Really? So I was like, this Wait, isn't working. Why? I know because as an Aquarius, it, the intimacy scared him. Mm. So he was really, cause he wasn't, he's yeah. not a polyamorous guy okay. or at least he's not fessing up to that. Yeah. So the idea of me like coming on to him probably freaked him mm. out a little bit. And not all Aquariuses are open relationship people, Mm -hmm. but they certainly need friendship. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. I'm I'm open to the idea of an open relationship, but I just need to find one that's good first. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I I actually think that, you know, having a period or a foundation of monogamy or of commitment is so helpful and healthy to then move into some form of open Um, But that's because it's also all I know. And that's what's really worked for me. But that's what I've seen really help other people. I've seen a lot more success in people who start out monogamous and open up. Well, my north node is Sagittarius and Mm -hmm. it's in the 11th house. So it's behaving like Aquarius. Mm. So those are two very polyamorous or independent signs. Yeah. So I'm supposed to move a little bit more towards that flexibility, that freedom. Mm -hmm. So I'm open to the lifestyle. But I would I just I would want somebody in my life who like wants me as their primary partner Mm -hmm. and then we can explore together. together. Yeah. Yeah. So any recommendations for someone? I mean, if someone's listening. I know, I'm thinking like, who do I know? Okay. Well, but but even like in terms of approach, attitude, like mm-hmm. you're the expert. Yeah, I think just remaining open and yeah. also sharing this. Um, when I, I'm a firm believer of when something is for you, it's not going to miss you. Yeah. So actually, as long as you remain open and aware that this is something that you want and you're willing to have in your life, yeah, it comes in Yeah. and then do the scary thing. I mean, because once it presents itself, that's when you have the choice yeah. because it will like, that's the thing. I don't even think you need to go out and find it. And this is what I tell people, um, you know, even people who don't believe in manifestation, it's like, just think about things and visualize what would you like. Mm. And then when it does present itself, you then just want to do the scary thing. Yeah. 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 You want to like have that moment where you're like, okay, this could go really bad and it could hurt but we're going to try it anyway. Yeah. And then there's lots of other coaching that can come. Yeah. After, yeah, yeah. yeah. My last relationship, I was with this guy who was a Leo with a Gemini moon. Mm. Uh, and he definitely wanted to be in an open relationship. So I was like, all right, can we build the foundation? So we were trying and then uh, the relationship just didn't end, end up working out. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just like looking to find that consistent. I'd like a year down with someone, see, Mm because I don't even know. Like, I don't know if I do want the open or if I don't. I'm just curious to to see how it unfolds. Yeah, you're just open. I'm open, open. exactly. Well, and the the thing is, there's so many different forms and styles, right, of of relationships. It's like not just monogamous or not. 
And so I think as you step into it, right, and you might meet somebody, it will sort of take form and shape on its own and maybe change because when we started, it was like monogamish and we only did things together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then, you know, and then it was sort of like we met some really cool people and maybe we would like hang out with them and like hook up in couples. Yeah. Um, And we really liked that, but only for a period of time. And then we started dating people separately and that worked for us for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And we would certainly see those people together. Sometimes we would have threesomes, but they were really like our independent things, our own relationships. Um, And then Lauren, which was very much like the three of us. So we've had all of these, we've had different relationships, you know, over time. And I think that that's when when people are open to things evolving and changing, that's when it is the healthiest. So you have no idea, like maybe it will be polyamory down the line, but maybe it'll start in the monogamish way, which is actually the most fun because you're actually strengthening and building your bond in that that way. With that other person. Um, Yeah, but I'm excited for you. We'll see. I'm I'm on the market. Yeah, okay, great. (laughs) But like the idea of, you know, I want to train to be ayahuasca, ayahuasquero Mm -hmm. as they call Mm -hmm. it, you know, hopefully shaman one day. Uh, And that requires going down to the rainforest for like two, three months at a time. Yeah. So like the idea of like just leaving my partner high and dry, like I don't feel great about that thought. Yeah, and I was actually going to say that when you're like, I'm ready, I'm open, I'm thinking like, you know, timing is everything. That's true. And, you know, you're up to really big things. And as you shared with me earlier, you you know, you know what kind of life commitment this is you know that that training that shamanism and so you know maybe open would really support that but also maybe that's your love of the moment and the relationship comes later not to say that you can't have both of course but 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 set the foundation yeah oh yes that feels good to me yeah and i mean your energy right when you walked in and you were sharing and you know we were talking like i've been working with ayahuasca i think since i was 30 yeah so seven years now and like it is such a deep life study and that like you're like married, you're married to it. You I said know. you've been in training for like three years now. I mean, and not to say that you can't have like a, an amazing, beautiful relationship with a human and this plant. But, but the plant takes the plant a takes big precedent. Yeah, it does. It does. Like yeah. an ayahuasca, she's a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. She wants to possess all of you. Mm-hmm. And generally she wants you to, if you're going to be in a relationship, she wants it to be with somebody else who's also serving the medicine or yes. sitting with it regularly. Yeah. So, oh, so that's where you're gonna find him. Ideally, I mean, I'm kind of, I would like a, an Aquarius, I'd be interested in a Scorpio. Mm. I like, I like more of those kinds of energies. Okay. But in your birth chart, you're an Aquarius and you've got Uranus and Sagittarius. So I meant to learn from you. Mm. You have things on my destiny placement. So, mm. like the lifestyle you have, all yeah. of the spiritual work, your leading ceremony. Mm-hmm. I feel like like I mentioned to you before this like some kind of mentorship or something. I'd love to work with you. Thank you. You're welcome. But that I, like that really means a lot to me. <laughs> I appreciate it. I admire the life you set up for mm. yourself and I Nadege and I talked about it too and she's like god, Jessica just watching her and being in her space and seeing her like you're you're living the dream. Mm. Oh, thank you. Gosh, Nadege and Danny. I feel so loved. Yeah, we admire you a lot. Like, it's incredible. And to have the wherewithal to to say, this is the kind of relationship I want. This is Mm. the kind of lifestyle I want. I think like like the married guy that I was with, he couldn't do that. Yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> well, you will find him and it'll be beautiful. I can already see it. And now I have an assignment. You told me, okay, Scorpio Ooh. energy, Aquarius energy. <laughs> um, we're going to stick together because yeah, I have so much to it. learn from you as well. I, w I think it would be super cool. Maybe we'll do like a round two where we can look at Pasha's and Lauren's and oh see my what, God. because I'm, it, I am really curious now knowing that, you know, they might have a lot of the same placements yeah. are they, and they are kind of twins in a way. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we can certainly talk about mentorship. I also like the, Oh, I, I love the mentorship idea. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of us. I don't know if this is something you'd be interested in, but maybe some of your listeners who live here in LA submitting their birth chart info mm -hmm. and we could do a little matchmaking. Oh my God. This you is know? brilliant. I was yes. talking with uh, Cammie and Nikki about this on uh, double teamed. Mm -hmm. And then they have a friend, Stephanie, who does the broke girl therapy. Oh yeah. 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 So mm -hmm. like I mentioned with her as well. So like, oh, we should get together and do an event. I, I mean, I would love that and just like get people like astrological speed dating and then say or something, maybe have people go on a yes. date and put them on a podcast episode and see how it went. We're doing this. This is brilliant. <laughs> this is already done. This Jen's is my dream. All the notes. Jen's furiously like this, this is happening. <laughs> this is my dream. Like my North Node Sagittarius, that's one of the matchmaking signs. Mm -hmm. And then Aquarius, it's about the world. So yeah. you're you, we can pull each other into oh, Oh, good yeah. direction here. this is happening this well, is happening and my in my birth chart i have um the sector that rules home it's called the ic or the mm. immune coli mm. at 21 degrees taurus and your north node is 23 degrees taurus so we've Ooh. got a little soul contract there oh okay so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but the idea of doing something with like love sex mm -hmm. relationships swingers parties or something based yeah. on astrology like there's a lot of different stuff that we mm. could go into with all of this and you know my play party would be like the utmost yeah baby centrally designed like beautiful ooh, everything ooh, the garden of eden incarnate yeah and it would be open late <laughs> oh, okay son son i meant to say done sold done and sold in this we're, thing. we're offering it to the sun yeah please okay. or right. bring light to it wow wow danny thank you so much You're for coming welcome. on the show this has been so much fun it's been a pleasure i'm like beaming i'm so excited yeah same okay for all of my listeners if you are interested in this event that we're going to be hosting probably sometime summer or fall i feel Probably. like for us to put Let's it together it. send us your info um dm me on instagram screenshot this episode tag it so i can like make sure i see i'll put you at the top of the yes. list and we'll be in contact hell yeah and for something like this we would need people's birth chart info to drop the birth chart um what their orientation is like what they're looking for mm -hmm. and you know then we can start putting people together yeah wow this is gonna be amazing well we'll come up with something well you me stephanie from Bro broke girl therapy and cammy and nikki will talk yeah we're getting a dej on it too it would be super fun we'll do like a panel too and maybe do like a big q a oh my god yeah. hell yeah 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 okay. and we can have some workshops and done <laughs> it's gonna be a retreat actually we're hosting a retreat yeah. <laughs> the stars are aligning wow this is amazing okay i'm so stoked um before i forget please tell everybody where they can find you and work with you i'm gonna link it all in the show notes sure. but for my for my listeners who are just audio only yeah um yeah where can we find you okay so you can find me on instagram at santos crystal visions my name is danny santos i'm a spiritual life coach professional astrologer I work with sex, love, relationship, and intimacy astrology. Uh, I do sound healing. I'm an ayahuasca shaman in training. Um, 
hopefully I can say that. <laughs> yeah, you can. Okay, awesome. Um, so yeah. yeah, if anyone's interested in working with me, having your birth chart done, tarot done, spiritual coaching over a longer period, reach out to me and I'd love to work with you. <laughs> yes, highly recommend. Please. <laughs> okay, loves, this has been another incredible episode. Um, I'm beaming and I can't wait for this event, truly. So um, help us put our thinking caps on too. If there's anything that you would like to kind of have happen or see from us, or if you have any ideas, like I love to hear from all of you. So um, yeah, I love you so much. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. It really helps other people find us. And I hope you have a very sexy week. I'll see you next time. (laughs) 